We care about our land more than somebody down in Ottawa. A land code puts the First Nation into the power of government. The biggest point for me is your ability to protect your reserves lands. Former chief of our community had the vision to sign uh, and the guts to sign that framework agreement. Business at the pace of business. I think it just proves that First Nations lands management really is working. The good thing about land code, we don't have to sell it. It sells itself. And I'm really happy right now to welcome to the podcast Stephen Roy Johnston, who's a Prairie Director with the Lands Advisory Board. Stephen, great to have you on our podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for, for having me. And I'm just uh, happy to be a part of all of this. And uh, hopefully we can uh, share some good stories and uh, also uh, learn a little bit from, uh, from from where I come from, from Mr. Wasis. Again, uh, we had a long history with uh right from the beginning where my uh, i guess seven generations ago my my great uh chapan or grandfather chief mr wasis signed treaty back in uh in 1876 for the treaty six territory uh he's one of the head chiefs uh back in the day and uh, uh alongside with uh chief takakoop uh, so again, there is a long, long history. So I'm pretty steeped in uh, on a, on the political side of my family, uh, deep rooted, uh, right from uh, where I am today as a counselor. My father as a counselor, my grandmother as a chief, my great grandfather as a chief, my great great grandfather as a chief, and move, the line moves on and. Uh, We'll see what happens uh, in the next uh, little while to see if I follow suit. <laughs> There's a lot of, um, I guess, um, apprehension moving forward because a lot of people feel and believe that uh, moving away from the Indian Act actually has a tie into our treaties, but uh, that's not the case. Our, our treaties are forever, and it's basically... As long as the sun shines, the grass grows, and the rivers flow, treaties are always going to be there, uh, no matter what. Stephen, can you spend a few minutes talking about your community's land base? Sure. Uh, basically, uh, the, back in the, fir- the, the, uh, the date of first survey, uh, it was back in, I think it was 1889, somewhere around there, uh, we had a set aside of uh, 77 square miles, give or take a few acres here, but uh, worked it out because um, we're, our nation has been also uh, in, uh, we're, we're a specific land claim band also. So uh, back in the day uh, in 1811 to roughly about 1819, uh, we surrendered some land, roughly uh, just a little over 18,000 acres um, um, I think it was uh, in the efforts of the war, um, they um, wanted to, we had some actually good agricultural lands in our, in the southern part of our community back in those days where my uh, um, great-grandfather and great-great-grandfather were farmers back in the day. And they've actually uh, produced a lot of, uh, uh, they, they yielded better than our our, our the counterpart neighbors. Uh, so again, um, they seen that and they wanted that land. So um, we we surrendered that land, uh, roughly eighteen thousand acres. So uh, over the years, we've um, uh, back in two thousand, we've uh, successfully 
negotiated our specific land claim where we were able to um, um, acquire that th those acres, not specifically in the same area, but the ability to purchase land. So uh, after that, we've only had roughly a little over 30,000 uh, acres as our kind of our home base and community, which we called uh, Mr. Wasis 103. So again, um, we're, our, our lands are basically agricultural and we do have uh, lakes and forests on the uh, west side of our community and that's uh, basically as a kid that's where that's where I grew up uh, in the in the lake area so I was a very good swimmer and a very good athlete because of that uh, but at the same time uh, there's a lot of uh, um, through the development under the spec claim um, to date uh, we have a successful uh, trust uh, and uh, we're, where we still have our principal amount in our accounts, uh, that's growing because we do an investment plan back into our our um, our our, uh, our our accounts, I guess would say. But we we're able to purchase our our lands um, up to up to roughly thirteen thousand. So we have a little little under five thousand more acres to purchase to satisfy the eighteen thousand acres under the specific land claim. So again, um, through that, it provided us uh, additional lands on agricultural uh, pasture lands, and we've also utilized some of those for economic uh, opportunities for our community. Uh, whereas uh, uh, one of the first purchases we made under spec claim um, was the, um, we, we called it the Lucier property. Uh, it's the property that um, there were, were highway highway 40 runs through no just wait um, I could be mistaken about the highway um, but uh, a highway runs through that uh, that parcel of land and uh, from there we uh, actually um, put our first economic development uh, uh, business on there called Misty Misty Petro so back in uh, 2000 and uh, 16 we've that's when we established that the grand opening of our our misty petro uh, that's what we called it for for many years and not uh, just recently and back in 2019 we actually became a a, a, a petro canada so it kind of fit so our what the name of the the gas station now is misty petro canada so it kind of worked out it still got the same feeling and uh but um the people had told us that it would never happen because uh, it was we weren't in a busy area. But unfortunately, that highway that uh, where our gas station is located, a lot of our northern uh, communities um, um, use that highway to get home to go to Saskatoon, and Saskatoon is uh, one one of the major hubs in in Saskatchewan. I know Regina likes to boast that, but I think. Uh, we're closer to Saskatoon, so we, we like to boast that same same thing. As a prairie director, uh, you're no doubt in touch with uh, many communities out there, some of whom might be interested in pursuing land code. How do you approach that from a marketing point of view or attract their interest and kind of lead them from you know A to B to C? A lot of people will kind of um, I guess put their best foot forward, but always lead by example. And we, we it, in no way like we're, we're um, like we're, 
we've taken a lot of advice from our from our uh, chair of the lab RC Austin Bear again from Saskatchewan um, and also part of our, our Saskatoon Travel Council um, he's kind of led, led the way um, for Saskatchewan to move in this direction it's taken us a while I think he's uh, his band has moved forward back in the 1990s uh, but um, our, our band just became uh, land code in in 20, 2017 so again um, a lot of a lot of uh, work has happened since then and um, and but it's taken a lot of convincing from our own nation to move that direction but taking a look at other nations interested in moving forward to uh, to uh, get rid of uh, 44 sections within the Indian Act and replacing it with your own with your own regulations with your own laws I think those are things that we we have to start doing as a nation um, and for all other nations um, especially if you want to move forward in the in the area of economic development but also taking control and jurisdiction of your own lands so again um, um, one of the aspects too that are are kind of threatening, and we we've had uh, many discussions in regarding uh, how does this impact our treaties. Um, in no way the land code affects our treaties whatsoever, because our treaties, like I mentioned, are forever. Um, as long as the sun shines, the grass grows, and the river flows, they're always going to be there. Uh, as long as we're acknowledging them and holding the the uh, uh, the government uh, uh, there and ensuring their fiduciary responsibilities for our nations to actually um, um, give those um, uh, attention to those treaties. So again, that's one of my messages. That um, I think that's where we're we're um, a lot of. Um, First Nations may be apprehensive to move forward is because of the erosion and, and it's been always talked about the erosions of treaties um, but as a nation that wants to take uh, reign of uh, and direction of how they want to move their community forward they have to take that initiative to actually um, understand that and it's a lot of Lot, a lot of background work needs to be done. Um, like I said, um, uh, I mentioned earlier, my dad has always told me that uh, lands, when you're making decision on lands, um, tread carefully, but always remember the land is always going to be there. So again, um, um, taking a look at how our treaties are, are impacted, um, there, is none, there, there is no impact to our yeah. treaty. Other than uh, the land, uh, the the land code over supersedes those those sections within the Indian Act. So we can't be uh, afraid to let go of that. And unfortunately, we have a lot of uh, of our leaders who've who've um, been leaders under that Indian Act. So again, how do you get out of that? And I can only imagine what my great grandfather and great great grandfather has gone through the years, and has he? Uh, I I don't know what they'd be saying today, but I think my great grandfather, Chief Mister Oasis, is has also foreseen because we've always mentioned um, um, for good planning, 
um, and for long-term planning if you want a good plan you got to plan seven generations ahead and uh, today uh, I think our um, my great uh, champan or great-grandfather uh, would be proud of where we are today um, he's always mentioned that the way to our our, our self-sustainability our, our buffalo is no longer uh, what what it is today our buffalo today is our education our learning our uh, th that's how we're surviving today it's all about reflection and interpretation of how you want to utilize that and I think they've had a lot of foresight uh, to see w what our nation is has has become today um, again a lot of uh, and another thing I wanted to also point out is that the uh, the moving forward in the land code again I spoke about it a bit earlier that it doesn't uh, relinquish the the uh, legacy issues that the, the government has um, to because uh, there's a lot of claims that, that that are moving forward with our nation regarding TLE um, when data first survey, everyone knows that um, the 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 um, the lands was um, um, set aside for the number of people in community. But uh, uh, during that day, our our community wasn't just stayed in one spot. Um, our members moved around quite quite often to different nations to to different areas of. of of um, and either they're hunting or they were out uh, gathering one of the two, and uh, but the government was very straightforward. This day, this is how many people are here. This is all you're allocated. But um, we did a lot of research and work, and originally my 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 uh, grandmother and my dad has really pushed the idea of TLE and spec claim over the years and. Um, and has convinced um, not only our, our people and our leadership, but also the uh, the government through the uh, efforts that our chief and councils over the years, and this is we're dating back to the 80s, early 70s, that uh, they've been pushing this, uh, and now we're starting to realize because uh, our our TLE is just at the finalization of, uh, of um, being, uh, I guess, um, the settlement agreements have been agreed upon by all three parties now. So uh, it's just a matter of time before before we, we start seeing the fruits of that labor also. So again, another opportunity to acquire uh, roughly 30, over 30,000 more acres to our land bank, I guess you would call it. Um, so opportunities are, are still coming about and, and not only that but taking a look at our RCP issue too and our, um, there's a lot of uh, things that we're, we're moving forward to on, in, in that area too. So have, um, have outside businesses been more willing to talk to your community about opportunities because you have more certainty with the land code? Um, definitely, um, like I say, um, without uh, land code, without our abilities to move forward, I think that's where we're we're really uh, striving on um, connecting, connecting with business, connecting with industry. 
I said um, um, our, our, our baby was the, the gas station, but that's only just the, a part of who, who we became um, over the past little short four years that, um, that since the gas station started, uh, we uh, are also in the area of um, um, uh, mining, uh, civil engineering, electrical engineering. Like these companies are coming forward now and wanting they, they see the great work that our community has been doing in the area of economic development, but also um, with good governance um, and, and a stable government. Um, that's, that, that is also key uh, because um, I think that's the, the having a sustainable and uh, a stabilized government is something that uh, um, a lot of people like to see and hear, uh, especially moving in the area of business, because uh, when you start um, having a lot of changeover, um, I guess the, the, that's where um, a lot of businesses and a lot of business people um, start uh, taking a look at, well, their their government is a little bit, in, has instabilities there, so how is the business going to be working with that nation? But fortunately, we had we, we had uh, um, our, our chief and council has, has uh, moved our community forward a lot in this little while. Um, so I'm hoping uh, moving forward that the uh, we're, we're able to maintain that because um, because again, um, like I mentioned, we we have um, our 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 um, main asset and our our. our within our nation is our people and our land. Uh, but just more recently, our economic development arm is actually uh, becoming something that, um, like I mentioned uh, last year, our our balance sheet was 14 million. By the end of 2021, uh, we're looking at closer to 40 million. So again, huge strides in economic development for a community and so there's a lot of uh, opportunity that I've seen that our land code has, has uh, enabled us to actually move our nation forward. Yeah. I meant to ask you at the outset about demographics. And uh, in fact, how many people or how many members do you have in your community, off-reserve um, and on-reserve? Well, within the community, uh, our total population is uh, just under 29,000. Where 60% of our population is, is off-reserve. Um, majority of our, our community uh, that's off-reserve uh, lives in the city of Saskatoon. Uh, but uh, we have our membership throughout all of Canada, throughout the world, actually. So you can always, when it comes election time, it's a, it's a daunting task to try to communicate with all those people, not only that are here within our nation, within Mistawasis, but talking with everybody uh, throughout throughout Canada, throughout the world, because we have memberships in the States, we have uh, membership in Dubai, we have memberships in Germany, we have memberships all, all over the world. So again, um, um, there's it is a task to try and uh, coordinate that and reach out to everyone, especially election time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but also for communication, uh, especially with our, our TLE on the frontier of being approved and the consultation is, is going to be starting soon. So uh, getting that information out there is something that we, uh, 
is we've we figured out but uh, uh, um, a very expensive but but worth every penny um, to actually get that information out to our people so do you happen to have a radio station there or is it all pretty much mail outs and uh, email yeah we we actually have our own radio station uh part of the uh Mississippi broadcast uh corporation right, yes. NBC. um we 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 have our our own radio station we're we're, we're uh, actually connected online uh, so everyone can hear our broadcast if they do dial into check 93.7. So again, there's um, that ability plus also our website. Um, We've been trying to do a lot there, but more recently we've been, uh, since COVID, we've been actually uh, getting into this uh, podcasting and doing Zoom meetings and um, using uh, Microsoft um, I can't remember Microsoft Teams and all that for all our meetings. So again, our ability to learn how to use the technology—that's uh, we, we we don't necessarily need to be meeting in face anymore. But that's that's who we are as a, as as people. We need to actually interact and be with people. It's not not the same uh, looking in at our picture across uh, in our laptop or a computer <laughs> yeah one wonders about our grandparents and what they would think of zoom conference calls and, and other tech stuff today yeah yeah it's kind of difficult too because we are counsel too we we have some uh um uh our some of our counsel counsel men and women are are, are in their 60s and uh early 70s and um it's kind of difficult for them to grasp onto that new technology and but um we have to do it and it's a little different for them but uh uh, they see the benefit of it uh but um are they going to use it um regularly as as uh my generation would or 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 the next generation i think this is the way of communication today and uh it's only proven to show if we're we're capable and ready and moving forward in this type of uh, communication so yeah can I I'll just wind things down uh, Stephen if I could have you talk about um, a couple of things one is we're right now in the 25th anniversary of the framework agreement and land code those first communities that signed on and you're just about there with the 100th uh, operational community so those are both pretty significant milestones and i just wonder what the chat around the water cooler is about reaching yeah. those particular milestones i think uh well uh, um it, it it is something that's very uh like i mentioned uh 25 years is uh, is a gener is a generation so again when i when i talked about my great grandfather chief mr wasis who who's uh, done a treaty, uh, um, the negotiation of Treaty 6, seven generations ago, um, I'm hoping that our, our, uh, our land code, and I'm hoping that LAB is gonna be around that long also. Because again, um, uh, if, if we're saying that uh, the uh, land code doesn't affect how our treaties are, then I, I can see that the land code is going to last that long also because it's the direction of our nation 
asserting our own jurisdictions on on how we're administrating and managing our lands. So again, there's um, for 25 years. Again, it's uh, it's a generation that uh, um, that I can I, I'd like to see what the second generation w will bring us uh, the next 25 years. So again. Uh, um, 25 years can only mean uh, bigger and better again getting the milestone of a hundred uh, we still have uh, 500 and some other nations that have to see that um, does the Indian Act really help help our nations move forward uh, in the area of economic development because um, um, we, we we've seen that as a nation that it it uh, it didn't allow us to move forward, so um, I'm hoping other nations will, will see that uh, once they've understand that um, the land code uh, breaks down those barriers to to uh, move at the pace of business. I think that's where we want to be, and I'm hoping other nations want to be in the future. Yeah. If any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, Stephen, uh, do you have a preferred method of communication? best way to get a hold of me is probably through email or through through myself. Yeah, what we'll do is uh, put your email address in the show notes along with a link to your uh, community's website so they could find out more there. And I do know you do have your, uh, your land code document posted there so people can check that out too. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, and uh, thank you for allowing me to uh, share a little bit of my my uh, community um, of myself, um, just to kind of give an understanding of, of how, how far we came under land code and um, just want to say congratulations to the, uh, to the operational bands and the bands that have signed on to, uh, to start implementing the land code under the framework agreement and just a special thank you out to the, uh, to the staff of, uh, of LAB and LABRC. Uh, without them, um, we we wouldn't be where we're at here today because uh, we always need somebody uh, steering and guiding our ship. And mm. also a special thank you to Robert and Austin for uh, for for being those pillars uh, in our organization, moving our, our our country and nation forward. Yeah. And my thanks to Councillor Stephen Roy Johnston of Mistawasa's First Nation in Saskatchewan for sharing his insights. For more information on the land code, you can visit labrc.com. You can also email the Resource Centre team at info at labrc.com. They also have a toll-free number, 888-985-5711. That's 888-985-5711. Also... Thanks to you, our listeners, for helping the Land Decolonized podcast reach number four in the Apple podcast charts for nonprofits across Canada this past February. I'm Richard Perry. Thanks again for listening.